The best of the week on Relevant Radio. Have you ever noticed that the sense of being grateful can come upon you in different ways? Maybe something good has come upon you quickly and unexpectedly, or something you were dreading went much better than you had anticipated. But there's other times when you recognize just how much God's being good to you over the course of time, and your gratitude also slowly builds over time. However it manifests, gratitude is a foundational part of living as a son or daughter of God, both in your own spiritual life and in how you reflect God's love and goodness to others. We're going to explore more about gratitude on the show today with our spiritual director for the hour, Father Chris Walsh. Father Chris is the pastor of St. Cecilia Church in Philadelphia. Welcome back to The Inner Life, Father. Grateful that you are with us again. Good to be with you, and I hope that your first days of Lent and and those of our listeners are going uh, very well and very fruitful. Thank you. Thank you, Father, and yours as well. Well, gratitude is even a, a great part of Lent as well, helping us to recognize God's goodness over and over again, uh, day after day, as even as we continue to make sacrifices and live a life of penance and that sort of thing. So let's just start with what gratitude is. What is gratitude and why is it so important, Father? Yeah, I think it's it's several things. And, and you know, Regarding Lent, Patrick, I just feel so blessed that we have the season itself to be remembering God's mercy. And, you know, this journey towards Easter and the focus on baptism that reminds us of who we're called to be. You know, the devil is always attacking our identity. And for us as Christians, the devil's trying to attack who we are as sons and daughters of a beloved father, as sisters and brothers of Christ. And so, the scriptures of Lent, the practices of Lent, of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are all so intimately connected with, with gratitude, right? Because if I'm fasting from, from sweets or from that second cup of coffee, boy, it makes me more grateful for, for the one cup of coffee I do. Or if I'm snacking from chips, the, the salad, I become more grateful for something that I ignore normally. And, mm. and, and gratitude is an important part of prayer. And of course, almsgiving is a fruit of our gratitude. But fundamentally, what gratitude is, I'm acknowledging a gift received. And so gratitude is one of those great habits for the Christian that relates not only to God, but to other people. Mm-hmm. And so we can be both grateful to God for his providence and the gifts that he shares, but also very grateful to all the people in our life who do so much and share so much with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's a, a very much worthy of remembering because, I mean, there, there are times when we do find it hard to be grateful, but... I mean, I think it's true, isn't it, that we always have something to be grateful for, even in the midst of the the worst of times. If we have that right internal disposition, and, and I think that's yeah. where gratitude does come from, a disposition that I, I realize first and foremost that I am blessed and, and that there is always something. Again, if I become overly selfish, if I become too focused on you know, what I think I should have in a sense of entitlement, th- then I'm not on the lookout to not only acknowledge the gift received, but also somehow show the appreciation. So whether I'm saying thank you to God with grace before meals or just when I stand up in the morning or when I turn on the faucet and clean water comes out, not only is it uh, I see the gift, I see I see the, the thing as a gift or the person as a gift, 
and, and I express that gratitude, but then it does move in my heart mm. and it changes me. So it, it doesn't just remain an interior disposition, but it guides the way I speak, the way I act, and certainly how I treat others. Yeah, yeah. It's a great point. One thing that you brought up, Father, that I think is worthy of asking is what kind of damage can a lack of gratitude do to a soul? Well, I think our listeners who are living with uh, unwell teenagers can probably ask, answer that question <laughs> even better because you know I think teenage years typically are that time of self-indulgence where, uh, particularly now with social media, where they see what everyone else has and what everyone else is doing. And so they become so focused on everything else. And so people that are not grateful, it's, it's really difficult to be around them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had the experience certainly through the years, whether it's, you know, you, you provide something for someone, you know, pizza for the youth group or, you know, coffee and donuts after daily mass, you know, and someone comes in and, and looks at the spread that people have put out and says, oh, there's no cantaloupe. Uh, it's like, okay, well, there, there's bananas, there's kiwi, there's oranges. Like, <laughs> why did you focus on that? Like, and it just becomes, it, I mean, it sets everyone else off. I think that sense of entitlement, that sense of bitterness, that ingratitude is really an, an ugly disposition. Uh, and I think it breaks down the sense of, of, of a community. Ingratitude, just like you were saying about gratitude, it's it is a self-perpetuating thing, right? I mean, we it changes us as well. It draws us more deeply into kind of a self-focused universe, does it not? Yeah, and I just become this this uh, bitter person because I'm not disposed. And, and there's certainly examples of this at times in the scripture. You know, David went through it when he was entitled, you know, and he, and he takes his soldier's wife. And it's only when he hears the story about another person who's ungrateful that the light bulb goes on for David. I, I think at different times that the disciples were not as grateful as they should have been for the presence of Christ and the, and the teachings of Christ. Certainly at the cross, they weren't grateful for what, what Christ was offering. And so it led them to really selfish, fear-based behavior. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the base things, I think, for the follower of Christ, for the Christian anyway, for the baptized person, is gratitude for the gift of faith. And that, that may seem like a uh, rather, I don't know, it might seem like a, not a great place to start, but it seems like that's way up there in terms of what we should be grateful for. Ah, uh, so true. So mm -hmm. true. And I, and, and I think this expression happens in different ways, Patrick, as far as our gratitude for the faith. You know, sometimes we do take for granted that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ, God, died for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know and, and, and I'm, I'm privileged as I walk with people who are, you know, becoming Christians, whether it's through the OCIA or, you know, initial conversations or rediscovering their faith, that, when, you know, when they, when they have the awareness of what baptism has done for them, when they have an awareness that God shed his blood to be present to us in the Eucharist, that someone can go to confession and be forgiven, right? And the joy that they feel. And sometimes we take it for granted, those of us who are, are committed disciples living the faith. And then I think it also manifests in the everyday things, right? And I, and yeah. I think it's one of the great frustrations of my, my brother priests and I, the sort of ingratitude when there's a change, like in a parish schedule. Mm. Uh, I, I heard a story recently where, you know, the, the, the parish was reduced from two priests to one priest, and it's a parish with many funerals. And so the pastor had to make the difficult decision that there would no longer be a 6.30 a.m. Uh, daily mass. Mm -hmm. And now he made the decision, 
based on the fact that you know most people went to the eight o'clock or eight thirty, whatever it was, but also that the three parishes, which were two three miles in any direction, still had a six thirty, okay. and so people that were driving to his parish could still drive to the other. Well, you would have thought he was depriving them of the Eucharist entirely. They protested. They wrote letters to the bishop that he was being, you know, a bad pastor. And, and it just broke his heart that there was not gratitude. First off, that they had the Eucharist every day at their parish, which is not the case for Catholics throughout the world. Yeah. And so I think sometimes not focusing on what we don't have, or our parish doesn't have perpetual adoration. We only have adoration one day a week. Praise God, you have adoration one day a week, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have, you know, the Holy Name Society and the Sodality and the Miraculous Metal Novena. No, but you do have the Rosary every day. Like, can we, can we focus on that? The ingratitude breaks down community life. Mm -hmm. It breaks down the body of Christ. Yeah, and that's, uh, well, let's turn our attention to that for a moment, Father, because as I said, I think it's worthy of, of underscoring that, that the, again, the ingratitude, the lack of gratitude that one might uh, be manifesting in one's own life or see in the in the community around around you as well that uh, that does erode at these relationships but how does it i mean give us some insight into that how does being ungrateful for things how does that actually tear down a relationship that i might have with a fellow parishioner or with a loved one or with a friend well because again i i think i'm i'm not focused on what they are able to give me mm. you know again gratitude grounds me in the here and now right before we, you know, started the program, I, I had a tuna fish sandwich, right? And and I was grateful for it, and I was grateful for the bread, and and it tasted delicious. But if I was focused on the fact that there wasn't turkey in the refrigerator, I wouldn't have enjoyed, <laughs> and maybe I would have been bitter towards the uh, priest I live with who who ate the turkey on Saturday or something like that, right. you know. And, and I would feel some kind of way, and I would miss the whole thing that like. It just breaks down charity, and it keeps me in a place that's not grounded in reality. Whereas when I'm grateful, you know, and I'll just stick, you know, with my tuna fish sandwich, you know, I, I was able to eat. You know, praise God. Yeah. You know, praise God for the for the person that went to the store and and got the tuna fish, and uh, you know, praise God that you know I was I was able to make it the other day, and and, and praise God that there was still bread, you know, and, and I've eaten. I've eaten, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm blessed, and I'm content, and I'm not feeling some kind of way towards someone else because I feel that I was wronged. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned that, and one of the things that pops to mind, I remember a pastor of mine once um, said, have you ever gone to the kitchen sink, turned on the water, and just said, wow, praise God. I mean, because that is not a luxury that some people in the world have. Many people in the world do not have that luxury of being able to go in their own home, turn on a faucet, and see fresh, clean potable water coming out of a faucet. And that really struck me. It stuck with me for years now because there is, you know, just in the gift of that and the gift of having water at our convenience is something that not all the world or is able to enjoy. And, and not only does it move in your heart to be grateful, but yeah. it also gives us a level of empathy towards those who are walking mm. a mile to get water from a pump that may be clean or maybe is not clean, or people even in our own country because of different circumstances, you know, don't have access to, to clean water coming out of their tap. There's there's pollution or, or whatever is going on. Yeah, it, it gives us empathy for the other person, which is so essential if we're going to be the body of Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's go now to Lori calling in from Malacca, Minnesota. Lori, welcome. 
Hi, welcome. I just enjoy your show. I'm really grateful and blessed that we can um, go to Mass freely and worship and receive um, Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So that's something I think we forget often, how quickly that right can be taken away. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, I, I think the experience of the pandemic certainly made people more grateful for, for many things and, and, and many people. And again, the Eucharist itself, right? The, the word uh, from the Greek, uh, Thanksgiving. And the Eucharist is principally an act of thanksgiving to the Father for the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, who saves us, mm-hmm. right? And certainly we're thankful for Holy Communion, where, where Christ comes to live within us, and we're grateful for the real presence of Jesus in the sacrifice. But fundamentally, the, the, the act of worship in the Mass that we're thanking God who saves us. Yeah. We're, we're just so grateful for that amazing gift. <laughs> Amen to that. This entire episode of The Inner Life is on the Relevant Radio app. Relevant Radio app is completely free and updated daily with fresh articles, podcasts, and prayers. Don't delay. Download the app today. And thanks for listening.